the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. Luana Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. Luana Steins, call 760-315-1967 or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. Luana Steins. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Dr. Luana, and this is A Touch From Above. How awesome is our God. Thank you so much. Don't forget, we'll be here every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I am so excited. Uh, Real quick, if you haven't ever been up to our prayer mountain in Ramona, California, oh my goodness, you don't want to miss that. 25 amazing, beautiful acres. We have a Sunday service there every single Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Dress warm. It's a church without walls. Come on up. Well, I'm so excited. I want to share today about, have you ever realized the purpose of the believer, the born-again Christian? Our purpose, guess what, is to win souls. Did you know that? You know, from the beginning of time, I believe that Satan has continually tried to stop the gospel from going forth. You know, it says right here in John chapter 10, verse 39, Therefore they sought again to seize Jesus, and he escaped out of their hand. In John 7, verse 30, When they sought to take Jesus, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. You see, the early church, what made the difference between the early church and today? I'm telling you, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 41, you see 3,000 souls were saved. And then in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 4, there were 5,000 people that were saved. Why? Because they had that Holy Ghost boldness, that boldness to proclaim the Word of God. Can I tell you that you and I have to get that boldness? The devil hates the Word of God being preached, and he will do whatever he needs to do to stop the purpose of the cross. What is the purpose of the cross? Salvation for the lost. You see, We need to understand. So many people say, well, you know, when we get somebody in the White House that loves God, I love you with all my heart. Yes, that would be great if we had the House and the Senate, and it would be nice if we had every single person in government that just loved Jesus and loved the Word of God. But darling, that is not probably going to happen. But what we need more than anything else in the whole wide world Not righteousness in the White House. We need righteousness in God's house. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 4, reading in verse 17 through 20, But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them. 
that from now on they speak to no man in this name called Jesus. So they called them and commanded them not to speak nor to teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. You see, you and I have to understand, we have to know who are we going to obey. You know, all through the book of Acts, which is the early church, the devil always tried to stop the word of God from going forward into the world. And also, the devil will try to stop God's word going into your personal life. From the high priest, that religious spirit, to the devil's attacks, always trying to stop the preaching. In Acts chapter 5, verse 17, verse uh, reading in 17 through 19, Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is of the sect of the Sadducees, oh, and they were filled with indignation. And they laid their hands on the apostles, and they put them in the common prison. But at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. And said, oh my goodness. You see, you have to understand something. When we stand for what is right, don't think the world is just going to say, oh my goodness, welcome in. You're just so awesome and amazing. The world does not do that. You know, when you read in the Word of God, you find Stephen. Oh my goodness, Stephen begins to preach the Word of God. You know, Stephen was martyred. You know, and Saul with his band of men filled with hate and rage, stoned Stephen to death. In Acts chapter 7, reading in 59 through 60, And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then Stephen, he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. In other words, Stephen died. You see, God had a plan. Even though Stephen's ministry was very short, how would you like to have that ministry in a moment of time in your first sermon? All of a sudden, you're surrounded by a band of angry people, and you end up getting stoned. Well, Stephen, you know, in spite of all that, you know, Stephen, what would have happened if Stephen would have cowered down? You see, Saul was there. You know, it may not have touched Saul's life if Stephen had cowered down. You and I have to understand something. There is going to be persecution against the righteous, against the true believers of God. But if we hold fast, if we hold fast, we can make impact wherever we go. You see, this man Saul, who later became Paul, caused nothing but havoc on the church in the beginning. The Bible says in Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, now Saul was consenting to uh, to, um, Stephen's death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to the prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Wait a minute, what? They went everywhere. Oh, they went hiding in their house. Oh, they went hiding behind four walls. No, that's not what they did. 
They were scattered everywhere and begin to preach the word. You see, we have to understand that cross has the purpose, our purpose, and that purpose is to gather in the harvest. Did Saul's havoc stop the word of God from being preached? Absolutely not. Did the church allow the devil to steal the word of God from being preached? No. Well, how about today? Has the devil allowed the word of God to be stolen, preached outside the four walls? Yet today, we've taken prayer out of school. The Ten Commandments have been taken out of the courthouses across the United States of America. You see, when Saul was saved and converted, he too couldn't help but preach every single where he went. Do you think the devil left Paul alone? No. You see, Saul was saved. They changed his name to Paul, and that was a great threat to the devil. Can I tell you the reason that you are going through a hard time? Because you are a threat to the enemy. But I want you to know something. God was with God was with Paul, and he carried him through and had him complete the task that God had for him. You see, you have to understand, when, when you think, why am I going through such a hard time? Why are all these oppositions? What's going on here? Don't get shook up. Let me read to you. The book of Acts chapter 9, reading in 15 through 16, but the Lord said to his disciples, go, for Saul is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, before kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my sake. You see, later, what Saul started was the hate for the Christians, but now, guess what? They were against him. In the book of Acts chapter 9, verse 23 through 25, now after many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill Paul, and their plot became known to Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall in a large basket. What was it? Was it because Paul was silent they tried to kill him? No, Paul wasn't silent. Never in the history of the early church did they ever stop trying to stop and trying to kill God's voice. Why would we think today that our voice would be so welcomed? I went downtown in San Diego on Fifth Avenue and Broadway, and I took our small team with us, and I do this all the time, usually during like a lunchtime, right where the lawyers are and the architects and all the big wigs in their building there. And I take my speaker, and of course, I'm scared to death. My knees are knocking, and I'm scared, and I can almost, I hate to admit this, but it's almost like you get so nervous, you almost have diarrhea. And I'm standing there on that corner, and I'm holding my mic, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to preach the word right downtown in San Diego. And I think, okay, I'm so nervous, I better sing. So I close my eyes, and I start to sing, amaze. And I have a battery-operated, really nice speaker that I take with me, so it goes out for about a half a mile. So I sing Amazing Grace. Then I take a great big deep breath. And then I start preaching the word. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter who you are. There are people that will mock. There are people that will make fun. I remember one time being surrounded 
by eight police officers. And they said, excuse me, ma'am, you can't do that here. And I said, well, I have a really good friend who's a really good attorney for over 38 years. And he gave me some legal papers to keep in my Bible. So when the police came, I went over very nicely. I was dressed up professional. I said, thank you, sir, for, uh, but here's some papers from my attorney. You can read this. I have every legal right to preach the word on this corner here. And when I get done, I'll be done in about 10 more minutes. Then I'll pack it up and go home. In the meantime, you can read these papers. And so the police was all shook up. And, you know, of course, they didn't know what to do. But I finished up my sermon because I'm telling you what we have got to remember the house of God. The believers have to get out into the streets, in the hedges, in the byways, and proclaim the word of God. And I'm telling you, don't think that the enemy will not try to stop you. Acts chapter 9, reading in verse 23 through 25, now many days were passed. The Jews plotted to kill him, but the plot became known to Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night, and they let him down through the wall in a large basket. Can you imagine? Imagine having Saul being put down in a large basket to save his life because he had told everybody, guess what? I'm born again. I'm saved. I love Jesus. I got to preach the word. And it wasn't because Paul was silent. They wanted to kill him. You see, we have to be careful. You know, Acts chapter 12, reading in verses 1 through 5, it says, Now about the time Herod king stretched out his hand to harass some of the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the day of the unleavened bread. So when he had rested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Can I tell you, every form to stop the gospel message will be used even today. But I want you to know that God is with us. Our God has called us to go forth and preach the gospel. You know, and even in the times of the Bible, from Elimus, the sorcerer, trying to stop and distract them in Acts chapter 13, to the Jews stirring up the prominent women and the chief men of the city, and then again in Iconium, another group of unbelieving Jews. In the book of Acts chapter 13, reading in 50 through 52, but the Jews stirred up the devout and the prominent women and the chief men of the city, raised, raised up persecution against Paul and Barabbas and expelled them from the region. Ah, oh, but they shook off the dust off of their feet against them and came to Iconium and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. You see, they didn't get mad at once. They were mad more times than you can even, more times than even has been recorded. I'm sure one minute they loved Jesus, one minute they loved Paul, and one minute they're going to love you. Let me tell you, but then they, they realized these men, oh, one minute they cared, one minute they loved, and the next minute they turned. You have to understand God's word is powerful. What is it that offends people with the word? The Bible says the word of God is a double-edged sword. Do you understand it pierces deep, deep, right into the heart of man, his thoughts, his intentions, his why and his how come, between the bone and the marrow. You see, God goes in deep and he searches the hearts of all men. 
You have to understand something in the book of Acts chapter 14, reading in 18 through 21. And with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitude from sacrificing to them. Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, Paul rose up and went back into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby, and they had preached the gospel to that city, and many made disciples. They returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. You see, we have to understand you cannot water down the gospel today. I think we've made a terrible mistake. You know, I got saved 43 years ago. 43 years ago, everywhere I'd go out on the streets, I would find Christians preaching to everybody. Hey, brother, how you doing? Oh, good. Keeping up the faith. Oh, Maranatha, the Lord cometh. And everyone was out there on the street corners, outreaches, preaching the gospel. You know, what has happened? You see, this gospel, uh, don't get mad at me now. Come on has been very watered down, and it has made very little effect in our world today. You see, it's comfortable to sit behind four walls. It's comfortable just to sit back and enjoy yourself. No, no, no. We're called. We're called to make impact. You see, Acts chapter 16, verse 22 through 25, Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate tore their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them in prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison, fastened their feet in the stocks. Oh, the Philip. Oh, listen, but what happened? But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. You see, people will always try to mock and try to stop the message and the voice, your voice. But God has a plan when the devil tries to stop the gospel. Oh, no. Acts chapter 17, really quick, reading in verse 30 through 34. Truly, these times of arrogance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance to this by all. Got to listen. He has given assurance to this to all by raising Jesus from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. Paul departed from among them. However, some men joined them and believed. Among them, Dionysus, the Aeropite, a woman named Damaris, and others with him. You have to understand, don't let the devil silence you. Your story is for God's glory. Your purpose is to reach the lost, to gather in the harvest. You and I have to understand something. When you go back and you read her church history, you can see that, you know what, no matter what, they stood strong. You see, Jesus gave us a promise, and that promise was that we would receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall become witnesses to all nations. You and I have to understand there is only one hope for America, and that is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We sat back while they took the Bibles out of school. Many sat back when they took the Ten Commandments out of the courthouse. 
Many sat back and didn't say anything when it was same-sex marriage. But you and I have to get on that code of boldness, that Holy Ghost boldness, and rise up and shrod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and go forth and proclaim that word. Can I tell you what happened one time? We were at the prayer mountain. COVID had come and, you know, all the churches, everybody was, you know, close the church down, close the church down. But the Holy Spirit, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. I said, God, you got to help us here. And the Holy Spirit really stirred my heart and said, if you close, you lose your land. In other words, don't give up your ground. So, you know what? I told our people, I said, you know what? I'm going to be here. We have 25 acres. You can get 50 feet away from me if you want to. You can wear a, 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 a helmet. You can wear a oxygen mask. You can do whatever you need to do. But I'm not closing these doors. So we were. it was a Saturday, so our worship was practicing because we knew that Sunday was coming and church was going to be there. So all of a sudden, I, we're worshiping, we're praising, and the sheriff drove up to the gate of the prayer mountain. I said, all right, guys, you keep singing. I'll be right back. So I went over to the gate, and I said, hello, sir, can I help you? He said, excuse me, do you realize that you cannot have church service? I said, sir, with all respect, we have 50 acres, excuse me, 25 acres, and people can stand wherever they want to stand, but I'm not closing these doors. And he goes, well, do you understand? You have to, I said, sir, with all respect, I'm going to have church. I'm not closing these doors. I said, sir, do you go to Walmart? Do you go pick up your groceries? I said, you know what? There's enough room on this land for people to be more than six feet apart. And then he came back again, and he gave me this great big stack of papers. This was still on Saturday. He came back, gave me a great big stack of papers, and said, you will not have service. And I looked at him in the eye, and I said, sir, with all respect, I will never close the house of God Never. And we will have church out here. We are a church without walls, and I'm not going to stop. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for giving me the paper, but we're having service. So the following day, it was Sunday, and our worship team came out, and I said, they looked at me and they said, Pastor, I said, I'm not worried. You know, if they take me to jail, praise the Lord. Next, we'll have to line up and start preaching. But you know what? The next day, they never came back. They never came back, and they never bothered us service after service after service. Because you know what? If you give up your ground, you're going to lose it. If you don't hold on to it, you and I are called to be bold. Yes, I had respect. Yes, I was very cautious. I was very kind to the officer. I said, I understand you're doing your job, sir. I appreciate you. We pray for you every single day. We pray for the police department. We pray for the fire department. We pray for our armed forces. This is a touch from above prayer mountain. So we pray for all of those in leadership and in charge, our troops, our military, our army, Air Force, Navy, Coast Guard. We pray for all of you. And, uh, you know, but I'm never going to close the door of the house of God. And you and I are called to be bold as a lion. The early church did not allow the enemy to close their mouths. So I'm challenging you today. You're listening. I'm Dr. Luana, and I'm telling you straight. Church, rise up. Rise up. Get 
out of your comfort zone. Get out of behind those four walls. Yes, church is valuable. You go to church to bring new people to church. You go to church to bring the sinner to church so they can get saved. But it has become a social gathering. Oh, we're all here, us four and no more. No, that is not what God has called us to do. God has called us to gather in that harvest. So I want to encourage you. Maybe you have allowed the enemy to silence your voice. Say this prayer with me. Jesus, I am so sorry. I used to be on fire. I used to run the race. Oh, Jesus, forgive me. Help me put that fire back inside of my heart and help me to run the race for you, oh God. Amen. Did you say that prayer? I hope you did. I want you to do me a favor. Log on to my website at touchfromabove.org and write to me. Write to me. I want to help you grow strong in the Lord. Or come up and visit our church service. Dress warm. We're at church without walls. God is doing something so awesome and so amazing. I absolutely love it. Our God is a good God. He's a God that never, he never leaves us. He'll never forsake us. He's a God that will always be there. He's a God that loves us to the very end. And one day, one day, that trumpet is going to sound and the dead in Christ shall rise. And we that are alive and remain will be called up together to meet him in the air. And we will forever be with our Jesus. So while we can, Gather in the harvest. Gather in today. God bless you. You've been listening to A Touch From Above with Dr. Loana Steins. For your financial support of any amount, you'll receive her book, A Mother's Story. Send your gift to P.O. Box 2800, Ramona, California, 92065. Visit atouchfromabove.org and come visit a church service, 10 a.m. at 16145 Highway 67, Ramona, California, 92065. Dress warm. It's a church without walls. Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way. Come to a Touch From Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres. Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer away. A touch from above.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the power of his blood. I have victory over Satan. Glory to the King of Kings. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.